0: Today's message has been brought to you by Faith Family Church in Billings, Montana. For more information, visit faithfamilybillings.com. I'm so thankful for what the Lord has done. And I know sometimes people, you know, if you're visiting or it's, this is new to you, whatever the case may be, you might think, well, what, what is some of this stuff? Well, just hang on. And be open to the Lord. You know, this isn't about, you know, uh, you know we have a time frame for the service. And uh, through the years, you know, people have thought it should be longer or shorter. You know, everybody has an opinion. <laughs> but you know, opinions are like belly buttons, right? <laughs> Pretty much good for nothing <laughs> at this point. <laughs> except collecting Lint. And depending on the depth of your belly button, you can collect more lint or less lint. (laughs) And after Thanksgiving, we all can collect more lint. (laughs) The purpose is to hear from God. Every one of you. That's the purpose. The purpose is not to... uh, You know, church is not a business. This isn't an entertainment place. We're not here to, uh, you know, watch a sporting event. The purpose is to hear from God and to hear from Him for your individual life because everybody in here has things that you're facing and dealing with, situations that you're dealing with. You know, maybe things are, are great for you right now. Maybe they're difficult. Or maybe they're great in some areas and difficult in other areas. Whatever the case may be, your answer is hearing from God. It's hearing His voice in your life. Um, if I could have picked something else to do with my life, I would have. I wouldn't have become a preacher. I wouldn't have. You know, sometimes people desire these things or, you know, they have an idea of what it is going to be. But I figured something out about the Lord. He doesn't, he didn't ask me my opinion. And you, you might say, well, how do you know you were called to preach? Well, the Lord would interrupt me in dreams at night. In other words, he would come and speak to me in a dream. Now I'm not saying I saw God in the physical sense, okay? That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is that I would, he, would, he would like show me, show myself, show me to myself, which is a weird thing in and of itself, but show me, and I would see myself preaching. And in my sleep, I could actually feel the presence of God on me. That'll wake you up at three and four in the morning. I don't know why the Lord didn't just pick, you know, when I was, you know, almost about to wake up anyway, but he never did. And so I would encounter him. I would have these situations that took place and and I knew that I was called to minister. I wouldn't have picked that. But I will say this, now that I'm in it, You can't pay me enough to leave. There isn't anything that that I would would want outside of what he has for me. Um, And that's the way it often is with the Lord. And that's why it's so key that we hear his voice, that we hear from him, that we know him. You know what I mean by that? That we take the time to spend time with him and hear what he has to say. Because if we don't, we'll miss his direction for our lives. And how many realize this, that our life is already busy enough? Like you can, I mean, if you want to be busy with things, there's more than enough to do in this life down to the second You know, before you had to wait to watch football until you got home. You had to wait until it came on the TV, like when they were going to play it live, all of that. Now, it's all recorded and you can watch it anywhere almost. And I'm not against football. Unless my team's losing, then I'm against it. Okay, God's not against football. That's not the issue. The issue is... That if we're going to hear from the Lord, we have to take time to hear from Him. And if we don't, then we'll miss what He has for us. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to miss anything He has for me. I'm not interested in religions. Do you know what I mean by that? I'm not interested in man's idea of relationship with God. I'm interested in Christ's idea of relationship with God and then what is, what is given to me from the Scriptures concerning what that looks like right here. That's what I'm interested in. And when I look at the life of Jesus and I look at the life of the apostles, I look into this mirror and I see what was written down for us. I want my life to look like their life. I don't read through the Bible and go, oh, you know, it was some boring, stuffy, religious thing. I mean, can you imagine feeding 5,000 people with just a few fish and some bread? I mean, this doesn't sound boring to me. You know what I mean? Can you imagine watching uh, one person after another get healed in crowds of thousands and thousands? And many times... You know, what's recorded in the gospels, it would say, you know, they just counted the men, because I guess women and children didn't count in those days. I don't know. It was kind of a weird thing. But that's how they did it culturally, right? So if you, if you had 5,000 men, you could probably count on at least one wife, right? And let's just say two kids. That would mean it, that number of 5,000 went to what? 20,000. And sometimes it says the Lord healed them all. I mean, now that wouldn't mean everybody in the group was sick, but it would mean all the sick people were healed in in that time. Well, I don't like just talking about things. I want to experience it. Like, I'm not interested in just gaining head knowledge about God. I don't want to just hear about how you heard from God. I want to hear from God. So for me, it's, it's not an issue of, it's not that I don't want to hear what God has done in your life. Of course, that encourages my faith, right? But I, if, if, if Josh, Pastor Josh comes to me and he says, this is what God told me and it fixed my situation... I had this problem I was dealing with, and the Lord spoke to me about it, and this is what He told me to do, and, and I did it, and it fixed my situation. That encourages my faith, but my problem still exists. So then what do I need to do? I need to what? I need to learn how to hear from Him. And we're in a series called "Hear His Voice." Did you know how many here you're born again? You you have Jesus in your heart, right? So the vast majority, right? That means you're a sheep. That means Jesus is your shepherd. And Jesus said, My sheep know my voice. So that means we know his voice. And then he said this, and we read this in John chapter 10. If you want to go back and listen to the messages, you can. I'm not going to go back over all the teaching. But then he said this. He said, and the voice of a stranger, they will not follow. So we as believers do not follow stranger voices. Do you know one of the main reasons why it's so vital that you hear from God for yourself? Because you live in a world where the enemy is looking to take you out. Is there any stealing, killing, or destroying going on in the earth today? And, and people say, well, why is that? Because the enemy has lo- a lot of willing participants. Whether ignorantly or on purpose, he has willing participants. So the Lord needs willing participants to hear from him. How many would say, I'm open, I'm game? Now, what I've found out in my own life is this. It started out with willingness, and then I stepped into it. How many have seen those uh, different uh, pictures or memes, whatever they are, on uh, Facebook there's a, or Instagram, whatever the social media pla- they're probably on every one. But there's this one that I've seen, of uh, a little kid next to a, I think a mom or something like that, on a roller coaster. And you know how the roller coaster will take a picture at like the most, I guess, scary part in the ride, to get people's expressions. And on the on this particular picture, it says. Um, uh, I, I, I said yes to the Holy Ghost for his plan for my life. And then it says, his plan for my life. And you see the picture of this kid gripping their mother, going, oh, you know, down a roller coaster. In other words, it's an adventure. Right? It's, it's exciting. It's all of those things. But did you know this? The most unsafe place you can be is in your own will and outside of God's. If the Lord has called you to minister in the Middle East, in the middle of Hamas, and you're in God's will, even though all that stuff is going on, you're in the safest place you could possibly be. Now, that's easy for us to amen from here. Sitting in our building with cushioned seats. Five inches of cushion, by the way. (laughs) That's easy to say here when you know you're going to walk out of here after the service is over and go do whatever it is that you do on Sunday afternoon. With no threat, really, to your life, or concern at all in the natural sense. But really, if we're not hearing from the Lord and doing what he said, we place ourselves in a dangerous place. So, and, and people say, well, how can you say that? That's fear tactics. No, no. If it is, then Peter used fear tactics when he wrote First Peter. Because he told the church that he was writing to, which is us, the church in general, he said, be sober, be what? Vigilant, for your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He's working 24-7 because he doesn't have to sleep. So this is part of the reason why it's imperative that we hear where we're supposed to be and then we stay where he put us. So we are his sheep, we hear his voice. We do not follow the voice of a stranger, right? Well, I want to show you some voices of strangers. So if you're taking notes, wherever you're at in your notes, you can just write down the next point. We're going to go to John chapter 21. The, the second point in this, the first one is we looked at the shepherd's voice and the stranger voice. And now we're going to, we gave definition, a little bit of definition to both. And now I want to take a few weeks here and focus on the stranger voices. I want to deal with, I want to deal with how the enemy gets people off. And I want to do it with some different passages that I shared, uh, just some thoughts that the Lord had given uh, to me from before but i want to share stranger the stranger's voice or the stranger voices this is what i find interesting the lord is our shepherd we know his voice and it's singular but stranger voices are plural i find that interesting that means the enemy is working through multiple avenues to try to get you and i off now this isn't a fear thing it's a faith thing if you're a person of faith, well, I'll put it to you like this. In my, when I'm praying about these different things and I, have my, I uh, write down things in my, uh, in, my, in my tablet that the Lord gives me as I'm praying, and one day I was praying and he said, he said, and I wrote it real, you know, I can make the letters big and bold and do all sorts of drawing around it and stuff because I like to do that. But I put, you are in a fight. The Lord said what? Fight the good fight. You are in a fight. The fight is not with flesh and blood. Even though there are times I want to. I'd just rather do it. We used to do it that way. And then the Lord said, you got saved. And I was like, oh but Lord, maybe we could work it out, you know. <laughs> this, we could change the rules a little bit, you know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and I've seen some wild fights. But there is no more wild fight than the spiritual fight we're in. There is no more fight that we are engaged in that's of a more importance than the spiritual fight that we're in and following and hearing the shepherd and his voice moving forward there isn't a more important one individually or corporately as the church because the world around us you know you know people make that statement it's going to hell in a handbasket it is broad Jesus said broad is the path that leads to what that's stranger voices then he said what narrow is the path that leads to salvation. Now that's now don't just think salvation I'm going to heaven when I die. Think about salvation right here right now. In other words to the degree that I cooperate with the Lord, I will then, in obedience to him, enjoy as, as my shepherd the, 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 the waters, the streams of waters and the, and the green pastures. I'll be like that tree planted by the rivers of living water. I, I, it won't matter if there's drought because my leaf won't wither and I'll bear fruit at all times. If I'm being fruitful, in other words, if I am following his voice and listening to him and obeying him for my life, then I will have a fruitful life. There will be fruit. There will be fruit. How many want to be fruitful? Or do you just want to live in a religion until you die? Because I got news for you, and we know this. We've we've said it before. The leading cause of death is birth. It's 100% of the time. It has 100% success rate. How many people are still around from when Jesus was around? So I have a window of time that I'm operating in. And the Lord, and this is so good, you know, sometimes people think, well, you, you, what, are you saying that the Lord just wants to use me up and, you know, throw me away? No, that's not what I'm saying. In the process of fellowship with Him, not only do we individually grow in our, uh, in our uh, relationship with Him and intimacy with Him, but then we also get to participate in His kingdom work. But we do it from a place of fellowship, not from a place of religious duty. You'll get tired of religious duty anyway. You will. But when you're fellowshipping with the Lord and you're you're walking within the boundaries of what He has instructed you to do, there is a joy, a freshness, a refreshing of the Holy Spirit that you live in. And it's not, I'm not saying you won't have problems, you're going to have problems. But when you've got the greater one in you and you're working in fellowship with Him, you'll look at your problems and go, "Uh uh-uh, be lifted up and be cast into the sea in the name of Jesus. Because I'm not just on my own path. I'm not just doing my own thing. I'm not just walking out my own personal desires. Rather, I've connected myself to the Father of all spirits because I've been born again and I'm walking out His desire for my life. Do you think that God knows what I like better than I know what I like? He made me. He knows what will satisfy me better than I know myself. So we need to hear his voice. Now let's look at an example of this in John chapter 21. And our purpose here is to look at examples that show us this truth. You you can go to verse 15. But right before we do that, I just want to read a couple of things to you to keep in mind. I've already stated some of it, but I want to to make it a little more clear. As we're looking at this, we need to understand a couple of truths concerning these passages of Scripture. First is this. The Scripture is clear, and I already said this, that we are not in a battle against flesh and blood. That's Ephesians 6.12. I'm going to say, I'm going to point out some things that are going to make, uh, it's going to make it look bad on people, but we're not dealing with people, we're dealing with something else. I want to say this as well, so our battle is flesh and blood. That means most of the time, 90 plus percent of the time, people are not aware that they are speaking something that they shouldn't. Amen. It's true. So we must learn to recognize the strangers' voices and the war in the spirit, not in the flesh. Secondly, God very easily can and does speak to us through people. Did you just contradict yourself? No, I did not. He can. Humans have the capacity, because they were created this way, to yield to light or to darkness at any given second. Come on. Jesus was saying, hey, boys, I'm going to be crucified. Peter looked at him and said, far be it from you, Lord. Jesus looked at Peter and said, get thee behind me. Well, that was probably a rough day for Peter. (laughs) He's like, Peter? Peter's like, Lord, I gave gave up everything, and here you're calling me the devil. But right before that, what did Peter say? He looked at Jesus and said, you're the Christ. And what did Jesus say to him? Flesh and blood didn't reveal this to you, but my... So Peter went from yielding to God to yielding to the devil, just like that. (laughs) So again, this is about spiritual discernment. We must realize personally, this is individual responsibility that it is our responsibility to hear from God for ourselves don't make the preacher God I know what the Pope says but he's wrong he is not the manifestation of Christ in the earth every born again person is well I gotta get them to absolve my sins no you don't You don't even have to tell them your sins. You go talk to Jesus. The high priest is Christ. All right. So, the enemy will try to get us distracted in serving the Lord. So to illustrate this, the Holy Spirit, I'm gonna make a statement here that's strong, Will not lead you to participate in every ministry activity that is going on. He will not. Now, He will lead you to participate in something if you're to that point in your spiritual development. But He will not lead you to participate in every single ministry activity that's going on in this city. That's good preaching, Sean. (laughs) We, the body of Christ, are supposed to go into all the world and preach the gospel, but you individually are not. I'm going to say it again because I want you to think about it, okay? We, the body collective in the planet the body of Christ collective in the planet are called to go into all the world and preach the gospel. You individually are not. You can't. Yeah, I'm going to go to all the world. You can't. There's parts of the world that won't even let you in. (laughs) In order to be fruitful, we must develop deep roots where the Lord has planted us And through continued fellowship and obedience, prune our lives. And then we get laser focused and perfect, right? We become, we get to the place of maturity. John chapter 21, verse 15. Let's look at it. Say this with me. My curiosity can be a stranger voice. John 21 verse 15, so when they had eaten breakfast, Jesus said to Simon, Peter, Simon, son of Jodah, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, feed my lambs. What is that? That's an assignment for Peter. Feed my lambs. So Jesus gives Peter his kingdom assignment, feed my lambs. What this means is a continual feeding in the Greek actually, but he gives him an assignment. Verse 16. He said to him again a second time, Simon son of Jonah, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, what, tend my... What is this? This is a kingdom assignment. This is an assignment from the Lord to Peter to do what God wants him to do. Verse 17. He said to him a third time, Simon son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved... Because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, what? Feed my sheep. So feed my lambs, tend my sheep, and feed my sheep. And all of those things are in a continuous action in the Greek. In other words, what was God telling Peter? This is your assignment. You're to to minister to my sheep, right? All right. Verse 18. Let's see if we can find this. Most assuredly, I say to you, when you were younger, you girded yourself and walked where you wished. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and another will gird you and carry you where you do not wish. Verse 19, this spoke, he spoke, Jesus, signifying by what death he would glorify God. Peter knew how he was going to die. Isn't that Interesting. People don't even want to think about it. They're like, that's not interesting, preacher. Go on. I like that because the Lord can speak to me, and I can know things. I don't have to sit back and wonder. I like that. You know, I have a prophetic word in my office over my life, and I agree with it, and it tells me how I'm going to die. Somebody gave it to me. Most people are like, in the name of Jesus, I tear that up. No, no, no. I don't even want to think about that. Well, you had better think about it because you ain't living down here forever. Amen. This he spoke signifying by what death he would glorify God. How many like that? It's a death that what? Glorified God. Ooh, I like that. Okay, I don't want to get off on that. Let's keep going. Somebody needs to think about that. And when he had spoken this, he said to him what? So he's now been told four things feed the lambs, tend the sheep, or feed the sheep, tend the sheep, and then what? Follow Jesus. Those are what? Shepherd voices, shepherd voice to the sheep. Anything outside of that is a stranger voice. Verse 20. Then Peter, turning around, so just had a full-on conversation with Jesus. Just, 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 I mean, conversation ends. Peter's like, whoa, I know what I'm supposed to do. He turns around, saw the disciple whom Jesus loved following. This is John, who also had had uh, leaned on uh, Jesus' chest at the supper and said, Lord, who is the one who betrays you? In other words, John was the one who asked the Lord who Judas was, which one was going to betray. Judas was the one. Verse 21, but Peter, seeing him, said to Jesus, but Lord, what about this man? Curiosity. Stranger voice. Oh, I wonder what they're doing over there at that church. Oh, I wonder what's happening over there at that ministry. Oh, I wonder what's on this. Oh, I watched this on, and, and this is available over here. And, this, and the Lord has already told you what to do. And you're chasing everything else. And you wonder why you're dissatisfied. Why am I unrested inside? Remember, he told Peter, feed the lambs, tend the sheep, feed the sheep, follow me. We do this naturally. We attach ourselves to what we see as success and someone else and miss what God has for us. Do you see this? Stranger voices. And the world will supply you with unlimited opportunities to follow something else. Spiritual and unspiritual alike. Watch this. Where did Peter get this thought? We know for a fact he did not get it from Jesus because Jesus just told him to follow or focus on him. Peter has already allowed the influence of the enemy in the world system to lead his, to lead his curiosity, his attention onto something that he was not supposed to. The enemy loves to divert Christians by getting them preoccupied with what others are doing for the Lord. Paul warned us against this in two places in Scripture, 2 Corinthians 10, 12 through 18, and Philippians 3, 13 through 15. Now, let's go to verse 22 quickly here. I want you to see this, and this is where we'll end up today. But I want you to see this. Verse 22, Jesus said to him, if I will that he, John, remain till I come. Here's the question that we all need to ask ourselves. What is that to you? What did Jesus say after that? Follow me. Well, they're doing this over there, and they're doing this over there. What is that to you? Yeah, it's great fun, isn't it? (laughs) But we do this. In the church, there is so much going on in the church world and because of, and I'm specifically talking to the church world, because of social media and the ability to be able to see everything, people are often involved in everything and really doing nothing. I'm gonna make a statement that's just gonna ruffle your feathers. If I haven't done it already, I'm working on it. (laughs) <laughs> iTunes Essential Worship playlist cannot worship for you. You can play it in the background all day long. It doesn't mean you're worshiping. We have to open our own mouth and speak to the Lord fellowship, I will say the, I'll say this, this, the Lord said this to me. He said, many times, Sean, he said, you have and believers do substitute activity, Christian activity, for intimacy. Well, how can you or I really develop truth in our lives and intimacy with the Lord by listening to 75 different preachers in one week? Well, it's on the radio, so I turn it on. The radio is not a leading of the Lord. Well, they have a podcast. That doesn't mean you're supposed to listen to it. Well, my favorite YouTube preacher, is it your favorite one? Did the Lord tell you to watch them? I'm on YouTube. I'm preaching against myself right now. If you're watching online, like, follow, and subscribe for more. <laughs> Michael, we might have to turn that into a reel. You going to What if the Lord told me to get off social media? Do you know how many preachers would come to me? Your church is going to die. It's going to die. Yeah, because Paul's did. You say, what are you driving at here? My point is this. What did the Lord tell you to do? Remember the picture that he gave us before this all started was that picture. He kept showing it to me of the tree overgrown. So I went to Bible college in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Tulsa is like mecca for churches, ministries. I mean, you can pick any flavor; it's thirty-one flavors plus. And there are big churches all, you know, there are are mega churches all over. It's like Texas, these places. There's so much to choose from. And because of that, the enemy takes advantage through the zeal of youthfulness to get believers going in too many different directions. In other words, I'm on fire for Jesus. I need to do something for him. And so you're involved in every every single ministry in town that you can be. You're on nine different boards. You're serving in all these different places, but your own family's falling apart. The Lord didn't lead you to do that. Well, I felt it in my heart. Well, you can feel things that are wrong. I don't have time to get into it. But if you... Maybe I should take time to get, I don't, I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is how we go another 20 minutes, you know what I mean? <clears throat> it's. I feel the tension, you know. 75 to 25%, you know. <laughs> well, I'll go back and teach it later, but we'll look at it briefly. What did, what did, the Lord tell Peter, this is the main thing I want you to get. He said, follow him. What was the question that he asked Peter? When Peter turned and saw John and said, Lord, what's John going to do with his life? Jesus looked at him and said, what is that to you? You follow me. Well, my friends don't think. Well, my family doesn't think. We know your family doesn't think. (laughs) Sorry, my mind just does that sometimes. All right, so back up. I was raised by parents, my, my dad. He watched the Three Stooges. That's why I'm, you know, I have to overcome these things. So listen to me. It, I, I want to say it this way. It doesn't matter what they think unless it's what the Lord's thinking. What what is that to me? What so-and-so is called to do? I have to follow him. And that's a lot, that takes a lot more discipline than people realize. Because many spirit-filled believers are like, they're just, they're all over the map. They have no roots. And then we wonder why we don't see victories in areas. All right, I'll read this to you. Acts chapter 16. I want to show you something and prove the point. Acts is to the right of John. <laughs> Acts chapter 16, I want, to, I want you to see this. And then we'll teach it next week, Okay. So we'll, we'll hit it this week, and you can look at it, and I'll send out an email on flock notes, so if you're not signed up, sign up, because I'll give you some of my notes. I can't give you everything, but I'll give you some to give you stuff to look at. Acts chapter 16, verse 6, I want to prove this to you. The, the, the great commission is that we all go into all the world and preach the gospel, Right? That doesn't mean you're going to all the world to preach the gospel. It means we all are, right? Okay. Acts chapter 16, verse number 6. Now, when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. I thought Jesus said, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Come on, think. Oh, I'm gonna, I, I can tell. I'm going to lay, lay a landmine here and just leave you. That's all right. You guys have the Holy Spirit in you. You, you can hear from him. So is the Holy Spirit contradicting, contradicting Jesus right now? Well, I just have to share Jesus with every single person that I meet. Really? Because that might prove otherwise. Otherwise. And people, they preach the opposite side. You know why? Because then they're those that are never led to preach to anybody. And the answer isn't that way or that way, it's right here. All right? Verse 17, or verse 7. After they had come to Mysia, they tried to go into Bithynia. They tried to go in, right? But the Spirit did not, He didn't permit them. Isn't that strong? So passing by Mysia, they came down to Troas, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. In other words, he had a dream. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, Come over here to Macedonia and help us. Now after he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. Isn't that interesting? They were forbidden to go two different places, and then Paul has a vision, and they go there. You can come, Joy. Do you find that interesting? How is it that the Holy Spirit would lead what would be seemingly contradictory to Mark chapter 16? Now, these guys were so full of zeal, they're just looking for somebody breathing. They're like, Jesus is alive. We have the message of redemption. I'm, you're, you're in front of me. It's an opportunity. But it, we see from these scriptures that it wasn't just that way. These men and women of God were what? They were led by the Holy Spirit individually. Now, I want to pray for you, and I'm going to because we need to, but I want to give, I want to give people an opportunity to receive Christ first. If they haven't done so or rededicate their lives. But here's the thing. We're going to pray about this. There's a passage of scripture in Luke, and it talks about how Jesus chose his 12 disciples. The night before he chose them, he went on the mountain to pray. And it says he prayed all night And then he came down from the mountain, and then he chose his 12 disciples. In other words, if you want to know what God wants you to do, sometimes it takes all-night prayer. Do you know that many times people are struggling because they haven't taken the time to stop and just back up and wait on the Lord? And as you're waiting on the Lord, you'll actually find out that you're involved in things that you shouldn't be. And it's just, it's activity, but it's not fruitful. It's too much just activity, amen? Every head bowed, every eye closed, if you would. I want to give people an opportunity to receive Jesus this morning. We know that God loves us and does not want us to perish, John 3:16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but that through that but that the world through him might be saved. We know that all people have sinned and sin causes separation from God. Romans 3:23 states, "For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God." We know that heaven is a free gift that cannot be earned or deserved. Romans chapter 6 verse 23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and it is not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works. You can't earn it. You just have to receive it lest anyone should bro- boast. We know that God wanted us to be brought back into relationship with Him. Romans 5, 8 and 9 says, But God demonstrated His own love toward us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Jesus. And then we receive God's forgiveness through faith by trusting in Christ. Romans 10, 9 and 10. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. You can place your faith in Jesus and receive God's gift of eternal life right now. If you'd like to receive Jesus, I'd like you you just to raise your hand where you're at so that I can pray with you. To receive the Lord. If there's anybody that would like that. If you just raise your hand where you're at. We'll pray with you. Anybody online, Michael? Let me know if there is. This is for that knowing that you're going to heaven when you leave this earth. And to have fellowship and relationship with him here and now. Okay. I don't see anybody. So you can go ahead and look up at me. We do have altar care workers up here available um, for anybody that needs prayer for anything uh, they'd be glad to pray with you but I want to pray with you before you go and I want you to uh, as we do we're going to agree together but think about clarity in your own life think about asking yourself ask yourself this question when we're before we pray Lord what is it you're telling me to do right now now. And then, Lord, show me the things that are unnecessary. You know, kind of just open up the whole cabinet of your life and go, Lord, what is it in here that you like or don't like? Whatever you don't like, show me, and you'll get rid of it. Prune it out of my life. Because if you, if, if you will do that, if we will do that and continue to do that, we will find ourselves in the happiest, most joyful place we've ever been in. You know, many times people are depressed because they're purposeless. They're like, well, the preacher tried, I heard a preacher try this, so I'm going to try it. Well, I tried this because this, my friend tried this and da, 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 da. A few years ago, I prayed for a lady. She came up because her mind was just going berserk. And when we laid hands on her, every voice in her head shut down. Well, she had shared a testimony on Facebook about how she had tried, you know, uh, burning, you know, incense and buying crystals and, you know, all this stuff to try to get the voices and the chaos to shut down. But it's only found in one place. Jesus. That's it. That's it. All the other stuff is is stranger voices they'll ruin you they'll promise you life but really just suck the life out of you where Jesus actually gave you his life so let's do this let's do that right now let's pray and ask the Lord father we do we come before you in Jesus name Lord you said if two or three If two would touch and agree and ask for something, that you would do it. So, Lord, we touch together this thing concerning our lives and following the plan you have for us. And we ask you, Lord, to reveal to us what needs to be removed and what needs to stay or be added. We ask this. We ask for wisdom concerning this in agreement, the prayer of agreement concerning these, these things, and we commit to you, Lord, as you reveal them to us, we will add, remove, or remain the same in the areas that you choose. We ask you this in the mighty name of Jesus, Father, and we believe we receive it, and we thank you for it in advance in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. Well, did you get anything? Well, bless you guys. Have a great week. Don't forget Youth Group Wednesday night. We'll see you next Sunday.